Canva Creatives Philippines is actually a Facebook group which I founded in September 2018 to be exact. I did not have a plan of making it big and all. My only plan before when I created it is I want to have a community. I want to be the mother of that community per se. There was nothing at the back of my head like I'm going to make money out of this. I'm going to grow this into 78,000 members like it is right now. I can still vividly remember when we hit 1,000. I was so, so happy. And now it's 78,000. You can't imagine the happiness that I feel because it's organic. I don't do ads for it. Welcome to Where the F Am I Heading? The podcast where meaningful conversations take place as we traverse the complicated life of adulthood. If you feel lost and troubled, our show aims to help shed some light on your life's concerns. Join your hosts, Ruth and Irene. Let's talk adulting. More and more people are getting interested about the so-called work from home, work from anywhere. Our guest today will give us an insight how it's like to travel and still be able to earn with the use of her creativity. She's the founder and the person behind Canva Creative Philippines. And without further ado, let's welcome Katie. Hello, Kesa, or known as Katie. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. Thank you for inviting me. I'm actually really glad to be here and to probably share some information about me and the things that I do to all the listeners right now. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, we are excited. Welcome, welcome. And, you know, this is a very exciting episode because a lot of our listeners actually love stories about digital nomads. And of course, Canva, we will talk about Canva. So Katie, can you tell us about a short intro about yourself and what you do? Okay, that's actually the hardest question for me because <laughs> I always have a hard time answering what do you do or who are you <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah, I'll try to share with you some information about me and maybe the others will come into play later with the questions. But I'm Katie. I actually retired from the corporate <laughs> job when I gave birth to my daughter. I used to be in the call center industry. But my background and my education is really accounting. So (laughs) it's very far from what I'm doing right now. So currently, I am a Canva creator, technically templates creator, Canva contributor, a trying hard one at that because I really don't know how to draw. (laughs) So I submit doodles (laughs) yeah, and earn from it. So that's a good thing. I'm a Canva champion, which is Canva affiliate. And I'm also a Canva certified creative for three years this month. And aside from that, I'm also an oiler. So I have a team of oilers currently right now. So that's the two gigs I have at this point, uh, being an oiler and being a creative. If I may ask, what is an oiler? <laughs> Sorry, Ruth and I cannot relate. <laughs> <laughs> it's wellness and stuff like that with my essential oils. Ah, it's essential oil. Is it like the, the young living? Yes, the it is. One? Oh, mm-hmm. okay, so cool. Yeah. Yeah, because we cannot relate at all. We don't. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned you left corporate world despite the position you held back then because of your daughter. Did you have any challenges when starting your freelancing journey and raising your child at the same time? I guess I'm lucky in that sense because I did not really have any big challenge per se. Probably the biggest is just adjusting to the new environment because before I had 
strict schedules. I have to report to someone higher than me. And then I have to be at work during the nights and you have to change into work clothes and all that, brave the traffic. But when I started my freelancing, I was like, I can work in my pajamas and nobody will know. <laughs> yeah. So being a mom and then a freelancer at the same time, it wasn't really that difficult because I had help. So I had someone with us at home and my husband wasn't home Every time as well, he's only home like three months every year. And then if we go to Denmark, another three months. So I'm only a wife for six months every year. <laughs> it's like a residence card. I'm only residence here for six months at the time. After 90 days, he's off to, <laughs> to his job. So I get some rest. So yeah, I think that's the challenge. That's, that's probably why I'm enjoying the things that I do right now. Because there's no real life changing challenge at all. So, yeah. And I get to mentor other people. So it makes me feel like I'm doing something right. That's really awesome to hear. Can you briefly walk us through your freelancing journey? Did you start with small freelance job and work your way up? Sure. When I heard about the freelancing thing, when it was just starting, I think 2008 or 2009, I had a job as a technical support manager back then. And I, out of curiosity, I said, okay, I'm going to create an, a profile in Odesk. So after a few days, I received an invitation for interview. And so I signed up and then I got hired. But that job, it didn't last long because I was busy with my MBA. I had a night shift work. And then that job was something that not within my work ethics because I had to create Twitter accounts. <laughs> so I don't know what's the purpose of it. So I have to create multiple Twitter accounts. So create the email first and then create the Twitter account and then give it to the client. So I felt like it's being used for something that I would not like. So after a few months, I was just there for the experience, if we say it bluntly. And then I, I quit. And then Forgot about it for a while, forgot about freelancing and concentrated on blogging and my corporate work. And then I resumed again in 2015 after I gave birth to my daughter. So it's out of boredom. That's why I resumed again because I, I already quit. After the maternity leave, I did not return to work anymore, although my boss was still waiting for me to go back. And then I have nothing to do at home. So I said, I can't be stagnant like this. This is not me. I have to be doing something at least for myself. So I enrolled in basic photo and video editing course. That time I was already using Canva, but not as much as I use it right now. Like if you ask my daughter what she wants to be when she grows up, she would say, I want to work for Canva too, <laughs> because she sees me like... She idolizes you. Right. The very first thing I open <laughs> every day is really Canva. So there, I had clients like here and there several social media clients for basic designing stuff, Pinterest, anything about designing. But the very first exposure I had with designing was when I tried Photoshop. And then that time I didn't think of making this as my career. Like I was just enjoying it. I have something to do and I learned something. So that's good already. And then I said, why don't I offer so that 
maybe at some point I can earn something from this. So I said, the first 20 people who would comment, <laughs> I will make a personalized name ref for you, something like that. So those 20 actually that were free clients to begin with became repeat clients and the rest they say is history. So I then progressed to creating invitations for events like birthdays for kids and then weddings. And then when the opportunity to put up a group came or not to me, I said, why won't I create something that I would enjoy doing, like talking to people almost every day and all that. So I created the group in 2018, but we will go there later. So I'll, I'll talk more about it later. So yeah, clients here and there, there's nothing really serious, like I, because I'm receiving something from my husband. So <laughs> So my principal that time was like, basta hindi ako manginginang pambili ng lipstick, okay na ako, something like that. But you know, it's, it's more than that. It's just that I don't want to get an approval for everything I do first, like for basic things like that. It's not really a need, right? But you know, when you put on lipstick, sometimes it changes your mood. So yeah, the, <laughs> no, it, it's very shallow, but the, the effect and the reasoning behind it is what, was I thinking? So when I started earning, my husband was like, okay, I won't send you money anymore. You already have your own money. <laughs> now you're a big girl. You can, you can handle yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You don't need me anymore. He would tell me that. So yeah, clients here and there, not really serious. Like I have to have this number of clients and all that. My consideration was I wanted to be happy with what I'm doing. So I have mentorships right now that are actually free. I don't ask for anything, even just one peso or even just a cup of coffee. I'm just happy when other people find value in things that I see. And they can actually join your groups, right? That's right. And it's free, guys. It's free. And there's a lot of what Ruth would say is golden nuggets in there. Yeah, because it's genuine and it's something that I experience. So I think I want to be relatable. So like, I don't like when people like say idol, something like they call me that. Like, I, I don't like it. I'm not comfortable. Like, I will have goosebumps when they say that. So as much as possible, I wanted to be a friend who's willing to provide help or advices. What made you start like traveling or the digital nomad journey? So you get to Europe already right? Where you can actually choose to stay in Denmark, but why travel? Okay. So this thing was never planned. Every year since 2012, we are in Denmark for three months. And then last year, 2020, we had plans of um, going on vacation to Austria and Germany, April, May, and June. But lockdown happened in March, right? So I had to cancel everything because we were not allowed to leave the Philippines that time. There was a travel ban. And when the travel finally opened again, <laughs> I didn't think twice anymore. I said, hey, we have to book, we have to go to Denmark. So we left the Philippines in July, right? And then when the 90 days of my allowed stay is almost over, I was like, oh my God, we're going to go home. We're going to stay in a quarantine facility. I have to spend because that was 14 days quarantine at that time. So, and I have a daughter, so I cannot stay in a small place. I have, it, it has to be comfortable for her. And then I said, why not? I toyed with the idea. Why not? We go to another place that accepts the Schengen visa and that will allow me to refresh my number of days in a Schengen country. So the first 
country that came to mind was Croatia. There's no reason, actually. It's just because it's nice. <laughs> because probably it's warmer than Denmark. <laughs> and it's outside Schengen. Are they part of EU? Yes, they're part of EU already. Yeah. They allow, they acknowledge that because they're already applying to be part of the Schengen zone. So my daughter and I left Denmark to Croatia October last year. So October, November, and December. On the day that we left Croatia, they imposed lockdown. We were lucky, <laughs> as in on that very day. Right, December 21st, we left. And then we spent Christmas in Denmark because I miscalculated my number of days. <laughs> and we left Denmark again January 1st. And we went to Bulgaria. And then that's where the first challenge came in because they were on lockdown that time when we arrived. Like, why would you be here? I, I made a mistake of saying it's for tourism. <laughs> and I, was, I pinched myself, oh my God, why did you say that? So they had to take us into an office and ask more questions. But I did not have any fear because I know they will let me in because my daughter has an EU passport. So I'm like the guardian. So she's my, my anting-anting, kumbaga. <laughs> <laughs> Ako yung salingkit sa, 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 ano na yun, sa situation na yun. And then I said, we're actually just passing by here. We we're going to Cyprus, something like that. And then so they allowed us in, but we did not explore the city. But when you travel, do you go there by plane? or by Yes, by plane. by plane. Except the time when we traveled here in Croatia again this year from Austria, we took the bus. Uh, wow. Another adventure. <laughs> Very brave of you. <laughs> yeah, we took Flix bus from Austria to Ljubljana, stayed there for a few days. How, how much did it cost you? I mean, the bus. The bus is cheaper and you mm. get to see more. <laughs> you know, I really want to try that, but I never had a chance because there's a lot of things in my head, my paranoia, and all. Right. especially now, you know, I don't want to be in a close space with, mm -hmm. with other people. There's not much passengers. Mm. Is it safe though? Yeah, it is. Very comfortable. There's Wi-Fi. We love Wi-Fi, right? As digital nomads. <laughs> so it's like Wi-Fi is a human right. <laughs> yeah. It's safe. I think if I'm not mistaken, I only paid 50 euros for the both of us from Austria luggage. to Slovenia. The luggage, 20 kilos per person. And then if you add another luggage, only 3 euros. So now you're in Croatia. What's next for you? Like with, with your daughter too? I actually plan to apply for digital nomad visa here, but my NBI clearance is taking a long time to arrive here. I had my biometrics taken in Austria. That's why we went there. And then it returned to sender because it arrived here. We are still in Slovenia. <laughs> so I'm waiting for it to be sent back here. But since we already spent about almost a month here. I think the process will also be longer because of the COVID situation right now. So I'm thinking if I submit my application, I may not make it before my 90 days is over. But I read that it's okay to overstay if it's in process already, but I don't want to take the risk because what if I will not be approved? So it will be on my record already that I over. I think as soon as you submit and you get a receipt that you submit application, yeah. they will not kick you out. They will not deport you or anything. Yeah, that's what I read. And it will not affect. And if they deny you, you still have the right to reappeal. Yeah. But then I saw Malta. <laughs> and then they have a good offer right i actually saw it after i signed up for the digital nomad week 
coming up in December. I think next week. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. I'm attending that too. <laughs> I found it in one of the sponsors, like resident Nomad Residency Malta. And I checked it out and I said, oh, they're not requiring NBI because they will conduct a third-party background check anyway. And then my only concern that time was because I don't have a contract with Canva. So I only do freelance work for them, right? I'm not employed by Canva, so I don't have a contract. I sent them an email and they were very nice. Like I, I tell you, they were very nice. They would follow up on you even. So they said, um, if you don't have the documentation, can you send us a proof that they are paying you? Can you send us your bank statement for the past year? And then I sent all the documents they asked and they said, this would suffice already. You don't need a contract. So I'm halfway there because I still need to create a letter of intent. And I've drafted my Europa Pass CV already. And the good thing about that is I don't have to pay for my daughter. I don't have to apply for a separate visa because she has a Danish passport. So. But why why don't you get um, as an EU family? It's not one of our plans. Since we got married, it it never crossed our mind for me to stay. But you're married, aren't you? Yes, exactly. Ah, oh, because you need to be residents, right? And you cannot leave Denmark for right. a specific yeah, period. Yeah, there's a specific period, and mm. plus he's not there all the time because he works in the ship. So I'm like, I'm gonna go crazy in the countryside. It's cold. <laughs> It's dark. Gray. Always gray. It's gray. Like, uh, as I'm looking at my window early in the morning, I thought, oh my it's God. It's so bright. It's a little bit depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think for me, the countryside life is like the weekends, like something like that. I'm more a city girl than a countryside girl living in Manila for a few years already. Although I grew up in the province, but I very much adjusted to the city life. And sometimes I crave for the loud sound. <laughs> I can't with the silence. <laughs> I'm on the countryside part. So I'm that team countryside. <laughs> yeah, Ruth really wants to be in the countryside. She really, really wants that for a while now, for two years now. That's also one of my requisites now that I'm planning for it. Like which part of the country has little amount of people or little activity. And city is my weekend. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it's the other way around. <laughs> you know, I was thinking just like that before. And then when I moved, to a countryside in Spain oh, that was like two years was more than enough and then not this I need to move I'm on a move again and I don't even know what's the next for me as well yeah so Malta Malta I think would be great and do you need to show Anima how much do you need to show um 2700 euros per month per month yeah so do they have to see that amount of money coming in yes, for, the, for yeah. the last three months or six months at least? One like, year. Oh, that is why they're friendly. Because like, mm, you come in here, you spend money. <laughs> spend money on us. Yeah, and then uh, when they said that these documents would suffice, and I, I just said thank you. Then after about a week that I did not, maybe they were waiting for me to submit already. They sent a follow-up email, like you would just check how are you doing and that stuff. Let us know if you have more questions. So very, very accommodating. And they speak English. Yes, exactly. Because they have been with a British colony before. Yeah, that really helps. Anyways, if you don't get to Malta, I would suggest Romania. They are launching a digital nomad as well. And Montenegro is another option. I think Montenegro is nice, except they're not part of EU. Sometimes it's good to be part of EU. Romania actually is applying as well, same time with Croatia. So for that amount, the regular amount that 
they have to see on your statement? Does it have to be coming from one source or not necessarily? Multiple sources is okay. As long yeah. as there's that amount. As long as it's not obvious that like you just deposited an account one time. As long as monthly there's something coming in, yeah, they would consider that. Plus, you can bring your family. You just have to add 20%, if I'm not mistaken, to that. And your work online, I'm sure you can you can surely prove that. Right, right. How do you get there, though? I've never been to Malta. By plane, I guess? direct flights from Austria. It would only take about two hours flight. We're also thinking of doing a little adventure. So maybe we will go to the southern part of Croatia and then travel by ferry to Italy and then Italy to Malta. So I'm not sure yet of how we will go there, but my husband will be joining us next year. So probably he's going to decide because he's the navigator anyway. <laughs> and so you, you will move there probably by next year then? Oh yeah, because it's already November. We might move either January or February, but I'm thinking we might stay longer here in Croatia because of the snow, because of the little one. <laughs> she likes the snow so much. And plus there's yeah. no snow in Malta. So it's like 300 plus days of sun every year. Island life there would be like the Philippines, probably just a little bit colder. My husband would like it because he's fed up with cold already. So I'm not sure if I would like it. But the good thing about getting that Malta residency permit is that since it's Schengen and I have the permit, you can travel. I can travel out if I want to. Yeah. If I'll get the nomad visa here in Croatia, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge if I don't have a separate Schengen visa. So. Yeah, that's right. And because of the free movement in EU, Correct. they're not even allowed to ask you. How long is the validity of the digital nomad visa in Malta? Um, you can apply for one year and then you can reapply again after the expiration. I have not heard that like the one in Portugal, in Portugal two years, right? One year and then you can reapply extension for two years and another two years. And then on the oh. fifth year, you can get the citizenship. Permanent? Yeah. 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 I, I, I haven't read something about it in Malta but um, because this was like I found by accident yeah it's meant to be it's meant to be <laughs> an accident in a good way <laughs> exactly so how how has the pandemic affected you as a digital nomad and your daughter she's schooling as well right yeah online yeah she goes to school online well I'm the kind of person that always look at things positively so I don't dwell too much on the negative side, although I acknowledge the negative side, of course. But really, if you evaluate it, the positive things that has happened to our lives during the pandemic is way better than before. Because right now we get to travel, we get to experience culture. In fact, my husband is actually contemplating of quitting his job so he can join us because he's jealous already. <laughs> It's like you have been traveling. You look like you have a very good job and you're enjoying it. You're not complaining at all. Because, yeah, like the only challenge probably is adjusting to different cultures and the language barrier because I don't speak their language. But I try to pick up on the normal conversations where they already know the normal stuff like thank you and the greetings and all that stuff. And it's good. It's good in a way. It's not a bad challenge. It's a welcome challenge per se. You know, that that is really nice because... <laughs> um, it's it's the, the pandemic really hit different, right? Probably yeah. the, the biggest challenge right now is really the bookings. <laughs> yeah, very expensive too. 
It's ridiculous. Before, I would book for my flights like six months in advance. And I would not worry that the flight would be canceled. But right now, if you have to book like two months in advance, expect that your flight might be canceled or might be moved. Like when I was in Bulgaria, our return ticket to Denmark was canceled three times. We had to rebook, rebook, rebook. <laughs> yeah, so that's all the questions we have about you being a um, digital nomad. So we'll be shifting a little bit from digital nomad now we're going to talk about the side of the canva creatives that you were mentioning earlier so what is canva creatives canva creatives philippines is actually a facebook group which i founded in september 2018 to be exact i did not have a plan of making it big and all my only plan before when i created it is i want to have a community i want to be the mother of that community per se There was nothing at the back of my head, like I'm going to make money out of this. I'm going to grow this into 78,000 members like it is right now. I can still vividly remember when we hit 1,000, I was so, so happy. And now it's 78,000. You can't imagine the happiness that I feel because it's organic. I don't do ads for it. I don't do big raffles just to gain members. So I feel like it's a close-knit community. Actually, it's, it's a very strict community. So <laughs> once you spam, you're out. <laughs> once you sell Canva Pro, you're out. Like no second thoughts, we'll kick you out. Well, technically we're acknowledged as a group by Canva, but we're not official Canva group. So we're, we don't belong to the company. Yeah. Canva Country Manager is actually part of the group. That's why I try to make sure that everything, everyone is behaved inside the group. I firmly believe in integrity. So doing even when no one is watching. So ever since we started up until now, we play by the rules. We play by just really doing something good, not doing any shortcuts. That's mm-hmm. And what are the usual conversation or discussions in that group? It's mostly sharing your design or asking feedback about your design or sharing some tips and tricks, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> if you call it that way. Yeah. And then when I go live, it's basically me doing demos, answering some questions that they have. I like, I don't have structured live sessions. I hate it. It takes so much of my time and I feel like structure takes away the genuine feeling that I have with my community. So I I like ask me anything kind of live seconds and I like interaction so much. So it's like just you're teaching them something and then at the same time you're open to conversation. Right. So it doesn't feel like it's very formal. So it's just like me talking to a friend or advising a friend. And it's easier also for them to reach out and to relate to me because I try to be relatable as much as I can so that they would not fear, they would not feel the fear of asking questions. So there's one thing that I believe in as well, that there's no stupid question. So ask the question, even if it's repetitive, I'll, I'll probably find ways to answer in a different way so it's more understandable. And so far, it's working. So, well, as they say, don't fix what's not broken. So, yeah, we don't have scheduled <laughs> live sessions. Of course, if it's a guest speaker, then we have to schedule that. But if it's just me talking to the group, if I feel like going live, I'll go live even if it's at 12 midnight. Yeah, right. I, I like what you said when it seems like your group is a group of people who are like-minded and yeah. you are there to share and not to yeah. take away from someone. Exactly. And whenever people or like-minded people come together and share, synergize, that's the time that 
you will be able to create something better, something more creative, right? It's like you are multiplying your skills. Correct. So one thing good that happened, some of the admins are actually my students when I used to train them and I trained them about community management, community building as well. And right now, the sister groups that we call it, like the smaller ones, they actually lead it already. So they are the, the queens of their own small groups already. So I feel like I'm paving the way for them so mm-hmm. they can create their own spot in, in, in the community building world yeah. as well. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. So like as of this recording, how many people are there in the group? We are 78,500. The last nice. count, and we have more than 500 pending requests to join because mm-hmm. we really <laughs> take it seriously when we say we check everyone that joins the profile and stuff like that one by one. We don't approve all. That's like a commandment in the admin in the group. Right, right. It's like really filtered. Yes. And mind you, Ruth, you know what they do is that if you don't, post you don't interact they kick you no that was a prank that everybody fell <laughs> i i did that although it's a prank i did that and i sounded really serious when i said it although the names there are actually just concocted or copied somewhere because that's the purpose of the group for you to share for you to ask feedback so if you don't participate if you just lurk then you're not learning Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right because it's active learning that makes you learn faster yeah so what happened after that post some actually like complained like why we're busy (laughs) that was actually hilarious a lot of them panicked yeah at least it caught their attention exactly and it was a very good engagement post like for the past three years, I think it's the most active post <laughs> in our group history. <laughs> like some who just read it would post something because they are afraid to be kicked out. If you have been in the group already for quite a while, I think you would know that I was just joking. <laughs> the only serious thing that we implement was really the spammers and uh-huh. the sellers, the third-party sellers of Canva Pro. So yeah. no negotiations whatsoever, you're kicked. <laughs> Yeah, and even if you already put it in the rules and they said they read it, they they still ignored it. Yeah. So what do you do as an admin in the Canva Creatives group? Even if, like you mentioned, you are accepting or reviewing those requests. What else? I do live sessions. And of course, there are some who knows me already, so they would PM me. So I would also respond to private messages. I also announce updates. Since I'm a beta tester technically for Canva, since I'm a Canva certified creative. So before some features are rolled out, we already tested it. So I'm already prepared to announce what are the new features as soon as we receive a green light to announce it. So a guinea pig of all the features. Aside from that, of course, empowering really the Filipino creatives to decide. It's one of the ethics or the things that Canva wants to espouse to all the Canva users, like empower the world to design and being a good human to others. That's nice. That's so inspiring. As if it's like an answer from a Miss Universe (laughs) commentary. That's why I can pass it on to my daughter. (laughs) But no, honestly, it's so inspiring to hear that. And people might think like, I don't know what I want to do in life. But really, if you have that passion inside you and you act upon it, whether you feel that it's too small or too big, it's really up to you. At the end of the day, if you 
take action, it would still inspire people, right? Yeah, that's right. And they would actually feel if you are genuine or not. Yes, right. That, that's the thing that I discovered. Like, they would know if you are really doing it because you want to help or you're just doing it because of the money or whatever you can take from them. Mm-hmm. So that's why I appreciate when I receive, like, thank yous and all that. But because of you, I, I finally did it. Like, I would tell them, honestly, like, I don't know how to draw. But I did it. So you can do it too. So something like that. So many are already applying to be Canva contributors. Because I tell them my doodles get accepted. So you go and try it as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if you've already answered this, but who or what is your inspiration in being creative? Um, I I don't have particular people that serve as my inspiration. Like even a tree out there outside can be my inspiration. So... I, I find inspiration in everything that I see around me or the people that I get to talk to or meet at some point. Yeah, I don't have like a list of people that I follow religiously as much as I can. As much as I can absorb, I'll do. Like I always say, I'm a sponge. So <laughs> I never stop learning. And for me, like knowing that I don't know all the things in the world is something that's encouraging me to not stop learning. Yes, that's right. It's like you love living in that moment and yes. really absorb everything and let it sink in, right? That's really good. It's really nice. And, and then whatever works, I will share. <laughs> whatever that will not work, I may share, but I try to package it so that they would not be scared. That's really great. It's like an energy that's passing through you and the moment it leaves you, it's already in a package, and a better package, right, mm-hmm. for other people. That's really nice. So you mentioned earlier that you're not really good in drawing, but do you think being creative and innate ability or something that can be learned and developed by anyone? For me, I think it's something that can be learned. Maybe for some, it's inborn, but ever since... I was young. I never have been really good at drawing, but I have good penmanship. So I think if you know your strengths, if you know your weaknesses, and you know how to handle that weakness and make it work for you, then I think that's what matters. And also being willing to take the first step. I know something that you don't know might be scary, but if you just take the first step, that's already half the battle. So if you finally answer that door for every opportunity that knocks, even if you are not good at it, because hey, come on, you can't, you'll never be too ready for anything. So you have to just make sure that when you finally open that door for the opportunity, that you also exert the best efforts all the time. Always best effort. Because the best efforts can actually dwarf the fear you are feeling. That's nice. So I got two points in there. Awareness, awareness of your strengths and weaknesses, and initiative. As long as you take initiative, you will be able to at least make an effort already half through it. So yeah, that's a good point. I actually have a campaign when we were still starting, the hashtag go do it. (laughs) But I I haven't followed through on it, so I might resurrect that again next year. (laughs) So it's a good way to start the year and each one each one so that's my campaign personally the the person that learned something from me it's your responsibility to teach one and make this journey of lifelong teaching and learning so that it can resonate to more people not just the people i teach but the their own reach as well 
Yes. So it's like passing it forward to another person, right? So do you experience a creative block, which is normal for people who are creative? Yes, yes. It's very normal. So that's when I catch up on Netflix. That's when I catch up on shows that won't require me to think too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's when I go around also. I, I go around and observe again the world around me because our life is pretty much, our travel life is very slow. Not like the hectic life of the real travelers where they have to go out every day like at this time and go home pretty late. Ours is just like, okay, we'll just stay in the house for the whole day. I'm going to work. And then tomorrow we'll go to the park, something like that. Um, Because I also have to consider the well-being of my little minion. (laughs) Yes, right. And when the creativity comes, how do you... Because sometimes creativity, you know, the creative juice just comes even in the middle of something. If I have that creative juice flowing already, I don't stop until I'm done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I can stay up all night just doing templates because I know that when I have that block, it's going to be difficult to Mm -hmm. start again. If you are a member of the group already and you may have read when I ask like, what suggestions do you have for me? What templates do you want me to create? That's when I have a creative block. So I try to involve my community. It's not mm-hmm. just a single person's battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I involve everyone because at the end of the day, they are my target market. So their voice is something that I value as well, not just me feeding information. I learn from the group as well. Right, right. You mentioned earlier that you are a certified Canva contributor. How is it different from the normal? Yeah. Okay. If you are a Canva certified creative, you actually have been handpicked by Canva because they have seen you do live sessions, talk about Canva, create YouTube videos. Basically, you have a presence in the online community. So we act like brand ambassadors that are not paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our compensation is the free Canva Pro, being the first few people who would know the new features. And then we also get print discounts like that, but we don't have a set salary. So it's more of really service in our own community and doing the things we love. Mm -hmm. And you also do get the chance to create template and then that template can be made available for a fee in Canva? Yes. So the template creator gig actually started last year, October. I canceled our scheduled tours in Croatia when I accepted that because I enjoyed the process really. Like you create the templates and then you go through review. Once it's reviewed and approved, it will be published in the Canva library. So if you are a Canva user and then you are editing, you click on templates on the upper left side and you will see some sample templates. Those are the ones that we create. So in the past, it's only in-house creators or the marketplace designers who does that. But Canva really is true to its word. It wants to empower everyone to design. So they involve creatives all over the world already to help out and get more templates out there. I am lucky because I did not have to go through the application process because I'm already a Canva certified creative. But right now, if you are curious, you want to join, you have to create your design portfolio and then apply as a Canva creator. So you'll have to go through the review process before you get accepted and you get to create templates. For the Canva contributor, you don't need to apply. You just have to click on the become a contributor button when you go to the landing page 
and you will now be a contributor when you submit your drawings and your photos. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Actually, I love Canva because it's user-friendly. It's yes. like even if you're not creative enough, you'll be able to create something and when you show it to you know to a client or whatnot they would feel like wow but really i just use a template (laughs) so it's really nice that's what i like about design actually because it's instant fulfillment sense of fulfillment after you create something yeah that's why when other people would ask why did you choose the creative niche instead of the others that are available out there. So my answer always is, hindi pa nakikita ng client mo, masaya ka na because you have created something. Yeah, that's nice. True, true enough. Plus, bonus na na you get to earn <laughs> from doing something you really like. So if you're curious, it's it's really a good place to start. It's very, very good. <laughs> if I got it right, when you contribute, let's say you upload a photo or you do some graphics, Every time someone uses it, you earn royalty. Yeah, you earn yes. royalty. You don't earn a set amount every month. It's really based on the usage yeah, of your time. So it's like, it's still better than adding your photo on other sites that you will mm-hmm. get royalty because in Canva, there's the it's easy access. Yeah, there's already millions of people using it. And you don't have to pay every time you submit. So that's mm-hmm. another thing. Because there's another platform that you have to pay first before you can list something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. with Canva, it's free. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it just requires your time and your creativity. Yeah. So, if, for example, even if you're, how do I say it? A photo or a template that is free, you can still get a royalty for that if someone uses it? Normally, you don't because it's free, so Canva is not earning from it. But we have a promotion right now that if we make free templates, we would earn until December 31. Yeah, because I think Canva noticed that we all produce pro right now. (laughs) So the free library is not getting any new ones. So that's why they had to have that promotion. Mm, That's nice. So as a creative, how do you handle criticism? Especially, I I will have to questions with that how do you handle criticism in general and how do you handle criticism from the professional like the graphic artists those who are really into that game okay for me because i actually don't have this thinking that i can please everyone so i'm open to criticisms Mm -hmm. i take that with a grain of salt if it's something that would help me then i apply it if it's something that's just a mindless bashing or something then i don't but well luckily i haven't experienced that yet and i'm not looking forward to experiencing that (laughs) and then on the other side the other question about professionals i think it's to each his own so it's not the tool that you use it's how you use the so that's one of the principles that I'm applying in my day-to-day life. So yeah. like I said earlier, I'm like a walking positivity. So I try to be on the positive side and dwell on the negative side most of the time. Because like it rubs you off the happiness <laughs> that you are experiencing. Yeah. So maybe my advice would be just don't mind it. I mean, if you know that you're doing the right thing, then nothing else matters. Since you've already touched it, like you've already said your advice. So, because we're already in the closing part and so far this is really a good conversation. What is your advice to young creatives who are just starting their journey? 
the good thing about being in the creative industry is that it doesn't really matter how old you are, what your experience is. At the end of the day, it's all about your output. So again, since it's about your output, my advice is that always have your portfolio. So make sure your portfolio is a living document. Your portfolio last year is not a good portfolio this year already, or Mm -hmm. it's not a good portfolio next year. So always update it. And you can only do that by constantly learning, constantly doing, and constantly applying the things that you learn on a daily basis. So you cannot be a creative last month and not this month and then continue again next month. So you have to be creative little by little, every day because you will forget the basics if, if you stop doing what you're doing so one more advice that i can give aside from having a portfolio is that don't second guess yourself you should be the number one fan of yourself because if you cannot be the fan of yourself you can also be a critic by the way who would be your fan if if you are not a fan of yourself so maybe the rest but then again you're your number one critic as well so you should be your number one fan so that it will be balanced out um, another thing is that don't be scared of failure because it's only in failure that you actually learn. Me, when I'm experimenting on the science, I just do it. So if it doesn't work, so if no one is exporting the designs I made, then I move on. But I don't dwell. And also, by the way, you have to welcome rejections because not all our templates that we submit are accepted and promoted to the marketplace or to the Canva library. Some are also rejected. In the past, I took it like personally, like, oh, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Uh, I know I know the design basics. Why are my designs getting rejected? And then I just got used to it already. It's just that there are usability guidelines that we have to follow in Canva. And Canva only wants to showcase templates that pass those usability guidelines. That's why. So mm-hmm. yeah, those are the three things which I think a mouthful already. But really the number one, just to summarize, would be have a portfolio. You can forget about your resume if you are a a creative actually your portfolio will speak for you you can apply for a job the client has not met you or has not talked to you they just look at your portfolio and you can be accepted already perfect example would be when you apply as a creator because you have to submit your portfolio there's no interview at all there's no interaction with the canva employee just sending your portfolio to the type form and then you can get the job or you don't so mm-hmm. Always be ready with your portfolio. The second one is to not stop learning. And then the third one would be to never be afraid of rejections or failures. Yeah, yeah. So your portfolio is like your gate pass. Yes, it is. It is your ID, actually. It is your certificate as a designer. Right. And there are actually a lot of creative people who somehow they know that there's creativity in them. But they don't know where to start or they don't know, like, to really do it. How you can encourage them? Like I mentioned earlier, the campaign on Go Do It, you'll Mm -hmm. never be too prepared. You'll never be too perfect. You'll never be too successful or something like that. The most important thing is just to start. Because you'll never know what you can unless you start. You'll never know what you can achieve unless you just go and be brave about it. So I think it actually comes from the fear of not knowing what's on the other side. So 
learn to deal with the fear and just accept that maybe things will not go as planned, but know that if you take the first step, then that's half the battle already. Mm -hmm. That's right. And one final thing is for those who would like to transition from work from home or corporate to digital nomad, what's your piece of advice? Oh, so don't try to be perfect. Because especially in this situation right now, we can control everything. So cancellations of flights and all that stuff. You have to be very open to changes. Don't aim for perfection. Just make sure that you have plan A, plan B, plan C so that you will not be disappointed. And visualize a happy place all the time. Because if you start thinking about the bad things that could happen, although Of course, you have to be very open to that as well. But being positive and hopeful is going to change your perspective into the things that are happening around us. And of course, you have to breathe through panic. It's easy to panic at this time. But if you take a moment to breathe through it, then it would be easy for you to transition. Like it will go back to the facing your fears again. Fight your fears because if you don't do it, you'll never know that you can. That's really nice. Our listeners can learn a lot and me and Ruth learned a lot from, you know, this conversation. Katie, where can our listeners find you? Okay, you can find me most actively on my Facebook group. That's Canva Creatives Philippines. We also have a Facebook page, but it's not as active as the group. I also have the Affiliate Marketers Philippines. There's a few others, but the main one, which I'm really, really active, is the Canva Creatives Philippines. And yeah, if you want to keep track of our traveling, you can go to my Instagram. That's katienielsen24. Awesome. And also your Young Living Essential Oils, right? The Young Living Essential Oils, if you are interested or if you have questions about it, you can just private message me. And I want to explain to you because some people would say, ah, if I message, maybe she'll just sell me something. No, I want to explain to you what the lifestyle is all about so you understand what you're getting into. And by the way, I also earn commissions from that gig, which I also started the very same month that we left the Philippines. I thought it wasn't doable, but I reached the silver rank already that made me get two all expenses paid trips to the US. So there's one coming up for Hawaii and Utah. So you'll never know what's out there unless you give it a try. Yeah, maybe they they will end up being um, affiliate as well or selling the product. Yeah. And speaking about affiliate, it's easy to promote something when you do when you use it and when you really love it so again your followers would feel that you're just selling them selling them something but if you are genuine about the things that you promote then they would be encouraged to try it as well awesome again kesa thank you so much for thank you thank you agreeing to be part of the show thank you so much katie It's my pleasure to be here and I hope that in all the things that we have discussed, they can get a thing or two or they will be inspired to finally go do it and throw all the fears out the window and explore the creative side of the freelancing world because it's going to be worth it. I promise you. Our Europe trip is financed by the Canva earnings. So that would tell you how I really love it and how it has helped me in this transition to a new lifestyle. So that's all we have for you today. Thank you for listening. If you're interested in anything and everything about adulting, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at where.the.f.m.i.heading. 
Catch us again next Wednesday for another episode of Where the F Am I Heading? Where the F Am I Heading?